Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast. And as always, I'm going to kick it over to uh, John Randall and I. We got the full uh, trifecta this week in just a few minutes, uh, and we will have, I know uh, we've already rolled over into 2023 here, but uh, next week we're going to have our uh, episode number holiday edition for uh, 2022, kind of our year-end wrap-up, uh, sort of a game of the year you know, edition of the podcast, although we don't necessarily stick to stuff that was released in 2022. I was actually hoping to originally release it this week, but just with the way that uh, things worked out scheduling wise and recording wise and just like having to save it for the cast in between. I was like, you know what, rather than scrambling to get this one edited, because it's actually one of our longer episodes as well. We just uh, always pick our like top three favorite games that we uh, played throughout the course of the year, each of us. And then on top of that, uh, do some honorable mentions and whatnot. And then we also make a New Year's resolution for something that we're going to be playing this year. Hopefully I won't be waiting till the absolute last second like I've done for the last two years. I got all my games with me uh, here in Michigan at this point so or at least I think I've got them all I do have a few things left over at the uh practice space over in Chicago but yeah this week uh John Randall and I get into all sorts of stuff a lot of Paper Mario talk and even the Mario and Luigi series uh in general uh we talk about uh Logan Arcade over in Chicago where we used to play uh Killer Queen all the time we really get into all sorts of uh a little bit of JRPG action uh project uh or I guess not project I always forget uh just regular triangle strategy uh more just kind of conversational stuff uh, per usual with the save it for the cast material but uh yeah it's a really fun one this week it was really fun uh, editing this one but as always i've been doing a ton of gaming this week and actually quite a bit more than usual uh, unfortunately the whole family came down with covid right after the holidays so we've been all kind of laid up for a few days uh thankfully though for the most part we all had pretty mild symptoms i think everyone in our family probably had like one day maybe a day and a half that we were kind of down for the count and just kind of laying around and whatever but uh, you know, that gave me a little bit of time uh, for Christmas. I got $40 worth of uh, Nintendo Switch uh, eShop cards. So I went uh, and of course, around the holidays, there's always all sorts of eShop deals. So I grabbed a bunch of games that I've been meaning to, you know, that have been sitting on my wish list forever. I grabbed Grindstone, which is probably the game that's grabbed my attention the most between that and uh, the Panzer Dragoon remake, which uh, Grindstone, just to briefly touch on it, we've uh, John's talked about it before on the podcast, and it's one that maybe I'll save to dig into deeper. Though I'll just kind of do a short little intro here for this week's and just kind of rattle off some of the stuff I've been playing because I have been just kind of bouncing around a bunch uh, other than uh, kind of sinking my teeth pretty deep into Grindstone, but I'm still pretty early on. But yeah, I've been a huge fan of Cappy games or Capybara games ever since uh, Might and Magic, Clash of Heroes, and Critter Crunch. I think Critter Crunch came first, but uh, they've, they've done a few other games. Uh, I think they even made Below, which I still haven't tried. And I know that game got kind of a mixed reception, but I don't know. I've just been a huge fan of theirs ever since Critter Crunch. And uh, Grindstone is certainly no exception. And it definitely leans into that kind of match, uh, matching puzzler type gameplay that they uh, really excelled with, with Critter Crunch and with uh, Might and Magic Clash of Heroes. But I just think they've made three awesome games now that kind of are like a twist on you know that you can do more than a, a three combo but just for lack of a better term like a match three puzzler and they've just made three really unique takes on that you know game formula or whatever you want to call it um and grindstone yeah has been no exception i really love the art style kind of it's really actually been making me want to play of um, sushi striker something about the way the gameplay controls it's more turn-based as opposed to sushi striker that's like way more arcade action uh but just the way like you kind of target the 
dishes in Sushi Striker really works the same way that you target like the creeps and jerks and grindstones. So yeah, I was really excited to grab that one. Like I said, I grabbed the Panzer Dragoon remake. It was 90% off. So down from $25 to $250. And after uh, Randall was just talking about Panzer Dragoon Saga last week, uh, again, this is just a remake of the original game in the series, but really cool to play that. And again, especially uh, I had only played the demo on the Sega Saturn way back in the day. So really fun to play. I've uh, beaten like the first three or four. I think I'm on stage four and it kind of like lets you accumulate more credits based on how well you perform in each stage. But I think I'll probably save that for because I know John scooped it up as soon as I mentioned in the discord that uh, Panzer Dragoon was on sale. But yeah, I popped in real briefly. Uh, I haven't even really booted it up yet, but like I got the Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series uh, for Christmas as well. That was probably the game I was looking the most forward to getting. Uh, And I got uh, Super Mario 3D World uh, with the Bowser's Fury, which I'm really excited. That actually won. Uh, I did a Patreon poll in the Discord for like what uh, game I should stream like first stream of the new year and I was like all these like indie fans in here just like immediately like oh Mario (laughs) let's go Um, so I'm really excited to dig into that again yeah especially after all the hype uh, that Randall is uh, heaped on top of Bowser's Fury but uh, yeah at the risk of just like rambling on and on and on which I certainly could do here because I've been bouncing around to a ton of indie games a ton of sock pop games but I think I'll save some of that stuff for when John Randall and I can get back together in the uh, new year and sync up for some more uh, video game chit chat and whatnot but yeah like I was saying we'll have the uh holiday year-end uh 2022 wrap-up episode next week which will be jam-packed with all sorts of goodies uh but yeah i'm gonna keep it short and sweet for once (laughs) keep my word uh on the intro here and actually keep it on the short side and uh yeah we'll uh catch you next week and until then take care and hope everybody had a good uh new year and uh hope everybody's uh 2023 is off to a good start but yeah until next week we'll catch you then and take care just it's just goddamn whirlwinds whirlwinds on whirlwinds yeah one <laughs> one after another man i'm like i gotta talk but about Panzer Dragoon. like i'm running out yeah. of time to do that and i've got like no time to play it but i'm like i have and to talk about this if i'm gonna talk about it on the year-end podcast like have shit. you not talked about it no did, i don't like, think so you, i could have sworn if i did there was a time that you because I could have sworn that you talked about it. Maybe maybe you just talked about it off the podcast or something or in the Discord or something. Because I, I just remember at one point you were like, no, I'm going to beat this game. Like, I remember Ooh. being like, oh, man, oh, he's in it for the long haul. I did say that. You're right. But and I did it might have just. Well, let me look at the old. Uh, yeah, I didn't check the spreadsheet. Check I, the spreadsheet. I was uh, on my phone and uh, Drive had like switched to the cloud. Like I would have had to re-download Drive on my phone because I hadn't used it in so long. Yeah. I, was like, ah, I don't feel like doing that. <laughs> uh speaking of google did you guys see either of you happen to go to the go on google today or see the doodle yeah little jerry lawson i jotted it down just in case because i was like i'm gonna forget his name yeah. uh, but i think he was cool. he was like the guy that i think invented or at least like popularized or commercial, whatever came up with like the concept of putting a game on a cartridge yes. or whatever yeah. but did you did either of you happen to like play it or whatever you know how they like sometimes make no, it like a little mini game or I whatever did not. It was like a little mini platformer, pretty basic and whatever. But then like the last thing, it's like, oh, and now you can make a level however you want. And it like opened up into like a little mini like Mario Maker sort of thing. Like I didn't really play around with it, but it looked like there were like, you know, five different backdrops you could pick from. And like, 
It wasn't half bad. Wasn't half bad. I mean, I did I didn't play anything beyond the tutorial. This but. is good tunes. Yeah, it's, it was a it, like the pixel art, like the animations were a little more. Like, cause sometimes those like pixel art doodles from companies or whatever are just like, oh my god, who did you hire for this? Right. Like, there's so many amazing pixel artists out there, and you have tons of money. Like, why are you? Why did you get this? But in this case, it's like, oh man, this they were really like, actually seemingly poured some love into this. this yeah, that's um, good pixel within reason. Oh. Yeah, within reason, of course. But yeah, I was I was pretty impressed and given the Jerry Lawson a little love, like probably an un somewhat unsung hero up until like some of these more modern like retro gaming documentaries that's at least that's how i heard of them same it was i can't remember which one but yeah they they were like no this this guy invented the yeah the concept of consoleized video games yeah yeah like it would not be where it's and it's like a you know in some capacity it's like a pro something along those lines probably would have come around eventually but it's still it's really cool to be like hey man that's where it all started yes no that's so it's like yeah yeah, it has like a like Mario Maker looking interface for level. Oh my editing. god, it does. It's it had so quite cute. a few. Wow. And it had like settings and options. Like I was like, oh man, this looks decently robust for you know a little for a Google Doodle that they could totally mail in. Ho- <laughs> you know, I hope that they like keep it like as a thing that like I think they do archive those in some way. I don't know how or where you can access them, but I think they do archive like all the Google Doodles and cuz that would just be way, a great way to do like I don't know, like a level free level editing or game design for like teaching a course or like mm-hmm. whatever. It would be nice. Yeah, I still want to try that uh the GMTK, the game makers mm. toolkit. Uh he made like a platformer maker kind of thing that you can like it's super simple it looks like, but you can kind of like just has a bunch of like basically sliders that you can like adjust like for the speed and the jump height and the jump fall and like pretty basic stuff, but it looked like you could like for a somewhat straightforward almost like flash looking game, it looked like you could really like kind of fine tune the controls and just like I don't know, make something that's fun to play cuz like the couple times that I did like boot up Pico 8 or boot up even Game Maker, it was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I, I don't know any coding, so I'm just like totally lost. We're like, <laughs> oh, I can place blocks and and jump on them. Right. So best thing like concept. with those tutorials is like literally building step by step, like along with a tutorial. It's so frustrating and like it takes forever, but like it's the best way to learn. Is just yeah. like it's like all right. How do I literally make a menu? How do I make a like a a world that has physics? Yep. Because yeah. like trying to wing it without any prior like coding knowledge is just worse. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's it's very discouraging. Because I I went from being like oh you can just download Game Maker for like a hundred or buy it for a hundred bucks at the time anyways like. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, now you can just make games. It's like you drag and drop, you know, it's like, no, not really. It's like drag and drop to some capacity, like some of the engine functionalities, but not necessarily just, oh, just drag this character you drew, which I have no artistic skills either. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's not that simple. But I I do remember I was able to figure out zero artistic skills who like, (laughs) well, uh, visual, visual, artistic, visual, artistic (laughs) skills. Uh, or drawing or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, what was I going to say about the audio now? I don't remember. It's gone. Does Game Maker have an audio editor? Oh, that is, that is what I was going to say. I don't know if there's an editor. I think there is some kind of minimal functionality thing. But I, I was able to, like, uh, when Glenn and I were working on E-, minus, I was able to, like, attach sound effects to certain uh, events and stuff like that. Like, I was able to kind of get in there and 
figure out some of that stuff and set the volumes for everything so that it was like kind of equal. Uh, instead, I guess I could have just EQ'd the sounds <laughs> before I sent them to Glenn, but uh, or uh, or set the levels or whatever. But nonetheless, it was it was drag and drop in that regard. Like I was able to be once Glenn had the structure and like the skeleton there, I was able to kind of follow the path and be like, oh, here's where the sounds are. Okay, I can update that. So I guess it's somewhat true on the drag and drop. Uh, whatever. Yeah. That's bragging that they do. <laughs> yeah. It is a cool engine. It is a cool engine for sure. It's a good place to get started. Yeah. Um, did you happen to see if you talked about Saga Randall or do so you what I was if- looking for? I it looks like just in just to say that I was going to play it this year. Okay. Okay, nice. Cause I was gonna say I could have sworn that we talked about it briefly, but yeah, maybe you were just saying you enjoyed it. I know at one point I said was- that I was on disc three. I do remember saying that. Yeah, I remember you along. saying, yeah, I remember like having a moment and maybe I just remember editing it like out of like a back trim or maybe I think it that's made all it into it a save it for the cast. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely not part of the actual episode. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, we're squeezing our, I'm not alone this year, squeezing <laughs> no. in my uh, resolution game. No. So I love it. Love it. It was pretty pumped to that literally couldn't have come closer to squeezing it in, going to grab that copy out of Chicago. I could have sworn I had it packed in one of my boxes. And then when I was like, oh, shit, that one box has like all my Switch games, I think, uh, other than like Ninja Saviors and, and a couple other things. But hey, those are man, good games. Good games for sure. I did end up so kind of funny. So I ordered I told you guys and ta- even talked about it on a save it for the cast. I ordered uh, that Paper Mario Origami King. Yeah, yeah on amazon and for whatever reason and i even there was like you could order the pal european version was on sale for like 37 bucks but i was like no i want the north american version and it was like 42 or something i ordered it for whatever reason i got the european version anyways and i was like ah that's annoying and i was gonna keep it and then i was like no i'm gonna send it back and they like automatically sent a replacement copy they sent a replacement, but it was from the same seller, and so they just sent another U- oh, European, geez. even though I put, like, the reason I don't want it, you know, is because it's the NTSC. And, like, long story short, I ended up returning both copies, and then I'm still waiting to get the refund. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I'm God. just like, oh, my God. But in the meantime, the Cowabunga collection, which I didn't buy the first time around or didn't buy, like, immediately, was on sale on Amazon for 25 I bucks. Saw so that. I saw They like, dropped the yes. price on that on Black Friday. I'm like, oh, shit. I was shocked. Yeah. So like after and I I literally had just finished editing or it it was the same day. I know. So maybe it was after I had already purchased it. I can't remember now, but um, it was the same day I was editing and you were saying like, oh, you got to get those uh, (laughs) licensed games. Like if they're if they're available, you got to get them at launch. I was like, oh, man, that's 15 bucks cheaper than normal price. Yes. Uh, I better get it now, especially because, yeah, with that Nickelodeon. And it's a cool and honestly, what put me over the hump was that Turtles in Time, they have the Super Nintendo version and the arcade version, which I've never played uh, the arcade version. And they also have like the actual, like the NES game. They have like the actual arcade version as well. So nice. I don't know what's different about them, if anything, as far as Turtles in Time goes, but still just kind of cool that it's like, okay, they have like the true arcade version and then the, you know, whatever they had to change to get it on a Super Nintendo cartridge. But do you Pretty know pumped to have that. Which copy they or which version they had at Logan? I don't know, but I would imagine it was the, they did have that one station with like the Super Nintendo hooked up at Logan and like the consoles, but I'm pretty sure everything otherwise was well, I mean like, like true, was the it true Turtles arcade in time cabinets. or was it another Oh, oh. I don't know. It it could have been the original Turtles arcade as right. well. Yeah, I couldn't remember which one cuz like honestly, I don't remember I've only ever played 
arc- Turtles as an arcade game. I've never played a home version of any of them. I think I'm the opposite. Like I only have ever played Turtles in Time on Super Nintendo and then like the NES arcade port. I don't think I've ever, maybe in passing, but like my fond memories are of like Simpsons and X-Men arcade as far as like those licensed arcade games go. So I I maybe, yeah, I maybe played them at some point in time, but I I don't recall it. Uh, So yeah, I don't, I don't think I ever did at Logan. Yeah. Um, I don't think I even knew that they had one, Uh, but they they tend to. I don't know. They tend to have the older arcade games there, yeah. though. Like the kind of more like the the 80s, like Burger Time and Pac-Man. Not that that one's quite as old, but I think the original arcade one was late 80s, if I'm not mistaken. So Yeah, no later than early 90s. Right. Yeah, but between that and then I think there were two or three Game Boy games, which I think I said uh, yeah. uh, I played one of those, but I don't know which one. And it wasn't amazing or anything, but... Yeah. Whatever, I'm a I'm a Turtles sort of fanboy. I guess not really. I haven't followed in a long time, but sucker for the the video games and the retro nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise I, I do plan on picking up Paper Mario, but now that I'm kinda like I, I saw that they did add, although I would end up getting the PAL version probably, but they <laughs> they have that Klonoa uh collection or whatever the yeah. two Klonoa games and they have the pal physical version on amazon now Ooh. Uh, which they didn't originally and it's only like 40 bucks 42 bucks yeah so yeah it wasn't kind of tempted i'm like ah should i get that instead of paper mario now that i got burned twice and i just don't you know it's so weird how you're my at least my brain i'm just like well, i'm over it now i don't even want it <laughs> even though i do i do want it yeah but i'm just kind of like now nah, i'm done with it mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to get i'm gonna have to get it elsewhere i watched um, tina play some of that when it first came out and i I liked it more than a lot of the other recent Paper Mario games. I'll say that much. I remember even really like I I didn't end up playing much more after I talked about it on the podcast. But I even uh, Sticker Star, I was enjoying a little bit. And then I heard pretty good things about Color Splash on Wii U, although that one's like 90 bucks for real now, at least <laughs> every time I see it. Um, <laughs> like they're that, all again, that might just be an Amazon price. Like there's yeah, but nothing they, they wrong with them. They definitely lost the... I don't know. They lost something. Again, it's probably, or at least for me, it's a lot of what uh, we've talked about with a bunch of other Nintendo games that have long running series. Like they just have to add something new to mm-hmm. like justify a new installment. And yeah. It's just like, eh, I, I would have happily just played a t- like the same exact structure of Thousand Year Door yep. or the first game. Just <laughs> yep. give me eight, eight new worlds to explore, eight new little zones, five, however many, you know, like. That's all I need. And in Paper most cases, Luigi, that's all I need. Like they had exactly, it yeah. perfect in Thousand Year Door. They could have yeah. just yeah. literally had that side of it. They, they did. Even had, I know. They even had the year of Luigi. Like yeah. They could have like, totally leaned into it that year. Shit, oh. Paper Bowser. Uh. Give me Paper Bowser. Why not? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Bowser's Inside Story. That was pretty good. I never mm-hmm. played the... Well, they came out with one... Oh, those games were great. The did Mario they come Luigi out with games? a Mario so many. Luigi after that? Yes. Yeah, there's uh the Luigi uh, one where you sleep in. That one was on Luigi's like Dream Team or something dream or something. Dream Team maybe that's right. Yeah. That was I think there's 3DS, four of those games. And there was another one too. Partners in Time. There's yeah. Superstar Saga, then Partners yep. in Time, then yep. Bowser's Inside Story, then yep. Dream Team. So I never yeah. played Dream Team. I've only ever played like a little bit of Superstar Saga and Partners Superstar in Saga Time. is a is a perfect game. It's very I am, good. I am I've livid that like it it was kind of a, a similar thing where like 
just had to keep adding stuff, just had to keep like making this like more and more complicated. And like, you yeah. really didn't like even partners in time got pretty tricky. Like yeah. doing some of the platforming oh, yeah. where you had to like roll <laughs> your thumb, like over all four face buttons and like a good timing. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, Especially on like a little tiny handheld. Yeah. Superstar Saga was the like perfect amount of complexity and uh, that soundtrack too. It's so good. Everything about I, every once in a while, like I'll see stuff about also, I just really love the idea of Luigi having lightning powers as opposed to (laughs) fire powers. Like it was just a good, I forgot about that. Fucking great game. All the little like gags, like even it never yeah. got old every time no. Mario just starts like blubbering like in the like well, I don't know, gibberish Italian. Like just so <laughs> <laughs> And it's like it's I'm pretty sure it's like the same sample every single time, the same sound sample, and it just never gets older. There's maybe a few that they cycle through, but man, oh that's really making me want to play those yeah. games. I never have the pa- <laughs> I never have the patience for RPGs, but those ones are, you know. They definitely suck me in a little bit. Although with Superstar Saga, I think I've like stopped at the same point. I think I've started it up like three different times and just like, you know, it's not like I stop for any particular reason, but I just get a little lost or stuck or whatever I'm doing and move, you know, start playing something else. And whoops, forgot about that game. And then it's been too long when it comes to RPGs to just pick them up again. Didn't they do a re-release of that on 3DS too? Yeah, they did. Yeah, with like that little like bonus... They did that with a couple games. Yeah. Like there's like a little like bonus like mini game sort of thing or just side mode. Yeah. I forget which other game they did that with, but there was like another. It might have been another Mario and Luigi game. Um, I think it was Bowser's Inside Story that they did that with. I think it I'm, was. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. I think you are correct. They just skipped right over Partners in Time. I they knew they didn't want anybody. Time. I played through that game. I, yeah, I played through a good chunk of it as well, but not nowhere near finishing it, I'm sure. But, yeah, I'm not going to um, say there wasn't a tough learning curve there because there was, but yeah, <laughs> that, that jumping it. is no joke. Like, I remember there was like a cavern level, like early ish on in the game, because again, I didn't get very far, but like you were having to like jump up to like higher tiers oh, and yeah. then like go in like caverns with the baby Marios and Luigi's and then like. Yeah, you'd have to like jump like all four of them in succession, like over this gap. And like if you fall down, you got to redo like 10 jumps. It's like, geez, man. Mm-hmm. Didn't know this was like a semi like precision top down <laughs> platform. I mean, it's a little extreme, but, but it kind of was. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had a higher yeah, BS some tolerance. cool puzzle solving, some cool like top down like dungeon, like Zelda style puzzles and stuff like that, mm-hmm. from what I remember, anyways. God, yeah, the super jump with Luigi and then the whirlwind jump with... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have, you're pretty agile. I forgot about those, like, moves on, like, the world map because obviously you can do those in battle, too. But, yep. But it's, it's crazy how much just adding those timing-based attacks can add to a game for me. Like, the new Sock Pop game, I've mm. played, like, two seconds of it. It's called Spring Blades, but it's, like, a just RPG, and you, like, you basically just have this golf meter or, like kind of like in strikers mm-hmm. or whatever where like the meter just swings and you just got to try to stop it and like if if you totally miss you do one damage if you get it like in the medium bar you do two if you get it right in the middle you get three or and then same thing for blocking it's just like it's crazy it's just a one button game on that game best i can tell like there's like accept and cancel so i guess two wow. buttons but like your only button for attacking and doing it selecting everything is just pressing a space bar i didn't even have a controller hooked up so wow it's just like it's and even that i was like man i'm sucked into this again it had a really cool art style same thing with paper mario or the mario and luigi game so you know it's not like that's the only thing they have going for them but 
I don't know, man. I don't know if you guys are the same way because you you both of you are a little more likely to play like a regular RPG or, you know, turn based mm-hmm. combat. Uh, not to say that I hate it always, but I definitely don't gravitate towards it. I need sometimes just a little bit more of a catch at this point, I would say, for me to play through an RPG like specifically it, it, just the regular generic turn based battles. I'm probably not going to stick with it all the way through at this point. Yeah. If it's like Final Fantasy, just like boom, start to finish. Triangle yeah. strategy was great, though. God, I still have yeah. my eye I had to on get that. Back on that, God, I still Every have time. my eye on that. And I looked on yeah. Black Friday for deals, and it mm. didn't. It seemed like it do- dropped a little bit, but I didn't see anything. I was like, whoa, it's twenty or thirty bucks or whatever. Let me grab it right now. Yeah. Oh man. Those games, every time you fired up, particularly Triangle Strategy, a little bit more than Octopath for whatever reason. Probably just because I saw maybe a tiny bit more of it, but man, just looks so good. Mm-hmm. Like such a slick game. Dude, the Octopath like optional bosses are some of the hardest and like best turn I I think the of the best like turn-based battles of like that I can remember as being like Oh, like challenging, but fun as opposed to like, it's really easy for like a turn-based battle to just be challenging and a slog and like not fun at all. But like those optional bosses in Octopath and the uh, final bosses of both of the first two Golden Sun games are two of the (laughs) hardest, but like most engaging, just like, okay, I can do this. Like I could, I just need to like heal like all my characters in this one term make sure that i'm outputting damage or putting up a shield or doing a status effect and like actually using every mechanic as opposed to that is true there's more layers there in like golden sun and games like that god yeah it's not just attack or go into your item menu and select your potion again yeah yeah Yeah, because there are some where it's just like as long as you bulk up enough beforehand right. going into the battle or stock up or have enough money or whatever, enough magic or enough potion, healing spells or whatever, it's just you're just going through the motions until the battle ends, kind of. Yeah. And like the fi- the optional bosses in Octopath are kind of set up like uh, Mega Man bosses where like okay. once you do one, it makes another one a lot easier and oh. like so it's basically just picking your poison on like which one you want to go in without like <laughs> like the first one with pain yeah yes. yeah oh man <laughs> it yeah it get it's it was fucking I, I think i honestly like played like it for an hour and like it was just turn based of like one battle and oh i was my like god <laughs> but it was oh like my god like i was like really amped up and like uh really that's like the perfect that's like a situation where i like wish i was like in lauren's shoes because like i do think about when i was like (laughs) when i lived with uh dj and uh steve like just watching them play games like because i'm i'm always just so indecisive like sometimes it's just like like while i'm home like i just end up sitting and like watching reality shows with my mom and sister or whatever like just like i don't really want to pick anything i just kind of want to relax and snack on something or do whatever just enjoy a beer glass of wine cup of coffee whatever it might be and just like watch Somebody else do something. Maybe I'll noodle on my switch or my laptop or phone or whatever at the same time. But I don't know. I kind of like that's something I would like. Oh, I'd like to just like experience that game tangentially because I know right. I'm never going to play through it 
for 80 hours or whatever, but yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing it more of the, those bosses. Cause those sprites are, I guess oh, they're not yeah. sprites, whatever the heck they're they are. Go- I mean, well, the, Just, they're kind of our sprites for the like boss, uh, art as well, because yeah, it's I guess really it's just set like up the way like the- old final fantasy where like, they're like 10 times the size of your character sprites. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. It it's looks awesome. Yeah, and I guess it's just the environment that's sort of like that three, pseudo 3D look that they got going on. But yeah, the bosses are just kind of massive. There's some kind of visual flair mm-hmm. extra going on. But yeah, man, those games are so cool looking. Yeah. Just so clean. I love oh. that about those those GBA games because they kind of leaned more into almost a 32-bit yeah. sprite art style. Oh, yeah. Like, hell yes. Yeah, that's it's like I'm it almost... About. It almost makes them like look a little blurry, but because mm-hmm. of that, it like looks more like textured and like rich in some way. I don't know. Like those Golden Sun games, I think about like they're kind of like I don't know if blurry is even the right word, like blotchy or something. I don't, I don't know what the right the word is, but it just like has a nice texture. On a game Boy Advance, like the original Game Boy Advance, not the SP or like mm-hmm. was it just an un- unbacklit LED? It definitely was unbacklit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it probably was. Yeah. <laughs> Might have even been an LCD. It might have been. Ooh, yeah. Because, like, I didn't think it was, like, that. Yeah, because when you said, like, blurry, I'm like, obviously it's not, like, a cathode ray or whatever the fuck, Mm -hmm. like, the original Game Boy was, which was, like, that was four-color LCD. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But, like, yeah, it definitely had some blur on it, which is weird. Because there wasn't any, yeah. I, I can't really think of like what would be causing the blur. It's unlike a cathode ray, right? Yeah, but I don't know. It adds, it adds like a texture of depth or something to the pixels. I always like yeah. how it looks. Because yeah, Kevin, I think you were talking was maybe on like the previous episode where you're talking about like the like people emulate maybe maybe this was a separate discussion. I don't know, like people emulating retro pixel art. But like doing it with uh, like base it off of emulation instead of like CRT. So you get really crisp, hard lines for like retro pixel art. But like the reality of what like those retro games looked like was a lot blurrier and fuzzier because of the cathode rays dithered yes yeah Yeah, it can it can definitely be jarring if you're like playing something on an emulator that you've yeah like that you're super familiar with and like playing on an old fuzzy tv from the 80s or whatever 90s and it's so it's like oh man why is it even well even when we talked about like the n64 games like playing them on switch it's just like man these look like so crisp oh yeah it's jarring almost and for some of them it, it does like add like you could you can see more of like the flaws or more of like the rough edges or the, where they kind of like were able to be like, ah, the blur kind of, or the, you know, smooth creaminess kind of almost makes it look better or at least covers it over. A little blended. Yeah. So yeah. G- Game Boy Advance was a TFT LCD and it was 240 by 160 pixels. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that was a rough, I, I like the form factor of that uh, original Game Boy Advance, like the shape of it. Uh, yeah. definitely more comfortable than the sp but man yes. that sp is a night and day upgrade yeah. yes um for screen <laughs> and for just like the fact that you can close it up and, yes mm-hmm. um oh man what a night and day upgrade same thing the other day uh it must have been when i was over at my buddy uh josh's place when his uh brother nathan busted out the suitcase of uh yeah. full of retro consoles and stuff 
Um, I think he pulled out like an original DS. Somebody, I, I saw an original oh, man. DS recently. Yeah, that, and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> that thing is a monster. It it's is, so uh, clunky. Like, yeah, it, is. it really is clunky. I just, the only time I ever really played one was actually, it was my buddy Josh's. So that might've even been the same, uh, DS and we played it. Uh, we were doing uh, an okay to ship like demo recording session, like all night. And we were like mixing it. And uh, the, these other guys that recorded us were mixing it. So we were just like sitting there passing around the DS playing WarioWare Touched. Oh, That's probably why yeah. I love that game so much. Like that was my introduction to WarioWare. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, my God, we were just like getting slap happy. It was like two, three in the morning. And we're just like slamming on this DS. Like, you know, every every game is just like frantic, just mm-hmm. mashing the stylus or <laughs> slicing it around. Oh, that's such a great game. Good it memories. Is. Yeah, that guy yeah. was a clunker. I, I threw that thing into the sun as soon as the DS light came out, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, the DS light was... I had the gray one, but that's that an ugly son of a bitch. Ooh, and yeah. it wasn't that comfortable either, comparatively. No. For, yeah. for possibly my this. most played system of all time, like yeah. it was not comfortable. <laughs> no, yeah, the speakers were kind of rough. Yeah. I remember like the sound. Maybe maybe the person or maybe my buddies was a little bit you know blown or something. But I remember the speakers didn't sound great, Mm-mm. and it was just, it was a pretty dim screen. Like you could not. See. Yeah, the it had DS a backlight, light was definitely but it was, improvement that way too. It was a huge upgrade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I still got yeah. I played so much of that. And I was just thinking about the size of the pockets on all my pairs of pants that I must have had <laughs> like, in terms of fashion. Because that thing was always on me. <laughs> like, forget a, forget yeah. about Gyro John. We got Jinko John over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my jeans were not skinny. They were boot cut. That's right, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Handheld. That's like Game Boy, Game Boy cut. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, man. Original Game Boy cut. God. That's great. Oh man, but glad glad to hear that things took a turn for the better. Oh yeah, so. no, it's 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 Fiona that then started barfing once we kind of got over that. Oh and, no! And, <laughs> so that was the last that was since uh, Saturday night, and then you know it's been kind of up and down with that because RSV and, and all that yeah. shit's everywhere. I was gonna so. say, is she feeling any any better at all? Did yeah. you guys do anything for Thanksgiving or we, anything? Yeah, or? we yeah we we took we we took her to daycare today but then yeah. on pickup she kind of looked pale i'm like well you know okay maybe we're staying home again tomorrow so, yeah Oof. yeah <laughs> it's like oh geez man God. yeah <laughs> it is brutal like so just having kids it's such a game changer a lot of the people i know back home here in michigan are teachers mm-hmm. and it's just yeah just being around kids at school it's just like man you are just sick all the time if you mm-hmm. have a kid in your household or if you deal with them in any capacity mm-hmm. yep. always constantly yeah Especially this yeah. time of year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or any really any season change, but yeah, especially the cold weather. Cold weather plus school season for the bigger kids. Yeah. I'm actually going to be right back. I, you do it. It's so fucking hot in here, so I'm going to crack open a window and change into <laughs> shorts. <laughs> I was surprised you rocking that tank top because it's freezing in my in the house right now. Not freezing, I mean, but it's cold. All all of the every the radiators, radiators are kicked cranking. on. So, yeah, those things are beasts. Mm-hmm. 